Okay, so in a few minutes we'll be moving into a period of walking meditation. But I'd like to give just some instructions about both the walking practice and some of the different postures that we use during the retreat. And just a little bit about how to maintain the practice of the rest of today. So as you've seen on the schedule, as most of you are familiar with, we alternate between sitting and walking meditation so that we can keep our energy balanced and steady. If we were just sitting all day, body would get pretty stiff and tired. But if we were just walking all day, it would be harder perhaps for the mind to settle into stillness and refined awareness. So we alternate between sitting and walking just to help the energy stay balanced. And sitting and walking are what we call formal meditation practice. And then the rest of the day we're practicing informal practice or daily life practice. This means bringing mindfulness to everything else that we do during the day. And I do mean everything. So, in fact, in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha instructed us to bring mindfulness while we're urinating and defecating, as well as while we're sitting, standing, walking, lying down, eating, drinking, getting dressed, getting undressed, speaking, and staying silent. So that's pretty comprehensive. It covers everything we're doing during the day. And it's this continuity of mindfulness that helps the practice to deepen. And I really can't emphasize that enough, that it's a steady, continuous mindfulness through everything that we're doing that gives the practice its momentum. It's very common, though, for people to put a lot of effort in here, in the hall, in the formal sitting, Meditating, meditating, meditating. The bell rings. Okay, I think I'm going to have a drink. I'll just go and check out that pretty bush that I saw and look at that butterfly. And uh, okay, I suppose it's time for another sitting. And we have this pretty binary, effortful, formal practice. A little bit more kind of walking meditation. And then the rest of the day, we're just filling in time until the next session. When I'll let you into a secret, that that kind of stop-start mindfulness is actually much harder to maintain, takes more effort than if there's just a light continuity throughout the day, through everything that we're doing. So if you do have that unconscious hierarchy in your mind that meditation is at the top of the pinnacle then walking meditation and then everything else, flatten that hierarchy, make it democratic and see if you can bring the same quality of sati and samadhi to everything that you're doing. So this framework of relaxed diligence is another way of saying balanced effort, not too tight, not too loose. This is a middle way that the Buddha is famous for. And so 
when I talk about continuity of mindfulness through the whole day, some of you might feel a little like, oh, really? That sounds exhausting. But this mindfulness can be very light and relaxed. In fact, it needs to be to be sustainable. So some of you are familiar with the approach of the Burmese monk Saido Utejaniya. And he has this invitation to notice how much effort you're bringing to being mindful. So just as an exercise right now, I invite you to just bring your hands up like this. And then slowly bring them together until they're touching. And now they're touching. Do you know that they're touching? Yes? How much effort is that taking? Pretty light, right? So you can release the hands now. So that literal lightness of touch is what we're looking for. And yet most people, especially in the beginning, like mindful, 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 and they're pressing their hands together with force, with gritted teeth. If you notice that sort of tension in the body, in the mind, that's probably a sign that there's too much effort. The second way we can notice if there's too much effort, if when the bell rings, there's a sense of, oh, thank goodness. Again, that's probably a sign of trying a little too hard in the formal sitting. So we're looking for that relaxed diligence. And then when it comes to outside of the formal sitting, we can use the whole body as the anchor for our awareness. So whole body awareness, just that lightness of knowing there is the body. As it says in the sutta, there is the body. And we can know the body is standing, the body is walking, the body is reaching, there's eating, and so forth. So I'd like to just experiment with some of the other postures that are named in the Satipatthana Sutta. One is standing meditation. And standing meditation is very useful for maintaining balanced energy when there's sleepiness or sluggishness or perhaps a lot of tightness and discomfort in the body. So at any point in the hall, when you're sitting, if it feels useful, you can change to standing. And you just slowly, mindfully change posture, stand up. You can stand for as long as feels useful and then slowly, mindfully sit back down again. So let's practice that now. I'm going to invite you very slowly and mindfully to come to standing. And I'd like you to notice how you do that. Does your body lean to the left or the right? Do you put your hand down? Do you come to kneeling? Do you lean forward or back? So right here we can notice all the movements of the body in that transition from sitting to standing. So please come to standing now.
And now you're standing. If your balance is okay, you might just close your eyes or lower your gaze so you can tune in to the experience of the body standing. Again, that simple knowing there is the body and the body is standing. And you might notice a different quality of energy in the body in this posture compared to sitting. You can notice the contact of the feet with the floor. And perhaps some of those tiny micro-movements that are happening to help you stay upright. It's actually a miracle that this body can stand upright as easily as it does. So standing, knowing that you're standing. And then the next posture that we work with is walking. And in this tradition, walking is done pretty formally, up and down a track, just back and forth, back and forth. It's not so much going for a walk, going for a wander, because as you can see, my attention is just moving all over the place. I'm drawn here, I'm drawn there, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that. Instead, we have one track, maybe 15, 20 paces long, and we just come to standing at the start. And then we walk, to begin with, a little slower than normal. And we can know left and right, left and right. These are the anchors for our attention. And then we come to stillness at the end of the track. We stop for a moment know that we're standing and then slowly mindfully turn around the purpose of the discipline of the track is that it helps to develop samadhi that steadiness that stability of mind that deep absorption in the experience of walking and again it's a bit of a catch-22 if people haven't experienced the samadhi that comes from walking they tend not to do it with the relaxed diligence that would allow that samadhi to develop. But if you can stay with that relative discipline, the experience of walking can become utterly blissful. So I just offer that as an incentive. I also know that it can be quite easy to experience boredom or restlessness the mind wandering. So the invitation when you notice that, if you're walking and you realize you've been planning or fantasizing, physically stop. Stand in place. Notice that. Relax the mind, the heart, the body, and then mindfully begin again. If for you boredom is an issue, get interested in that. How do you know that you're bored? What is the experience of boredom? Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it emotional? 
get curious about how, where, when, why you experience boredom. And right there, you're back on track. Mindfulness is re-established. <laughs> 